0: Well hey there everyone and welcome back to Game Store Profits. My name is Luke Navarro. And my name is Mike Perna. And this is episode 26 of the show where God and Geeks collide. Uh
1: Mike 26. We do this show every two weeks. Twenty-six times two. It's fifty-two. We have been doing this for a year. Inconceivable. That is insane.
2: Well, I think I think
1: first and foremost, Luke. I think we ought to just take a minute to thank everybody who's kind of been with us since the beginning. Those few, the proud, the people who have kind of gotten the word out. Because right now we have we have been enjoying a bunch of people who have stopped by and listened to us, and uh, it's it's pretty much all because of the fact that there are listeners out there telling their friends about us and we've We've been able to do some amazing things in the past year, and it's all because of those guys so we thank you guys for listening to us for putting up with us and for downloading us and listening to us at your convenience <laughs> and for everybody who has come along it's so much fun uh
0: you know we don't get to see every time unfortunately iTunes doesn't really give us very good and and r s s you just there isn't very good data that comes along with that r s s but when you guys come over to our Facebook fan page and start hanging out with us there, we do get to see, we get to meet a few of you in a kind of virtual way. And uh, so much fun every week, you know, I kind of look over and it's like, oh, hey, look, there's all these new people here hanging out with us. And uh, man, I'm thrilled about that. I don't know about you, but uh, it's exciting to see new people every week. Uh, You know, we do have one other little tool. As I mentioned on the last episode, we moved people uh we moved the website over to a new server. And before this, it was in a subdomain of a server that I was running another website on. Uh, and I'm sure anybody who's been to the website in the past has been able to look and see, "Hey, wh- where am I right now?" But now we're on our own domain, everything is off on its own, and so we're beginning to get traffic numbers that uh that accurately represent how many people are coming to this show. And it's only been a couple of days, but I am shocked at how many people come and check us out uh, day in and day out. So we are so thankful for you, uh, man. And I'm just thankful that there are a lot of geeky God followers out
1: there who are finding a community. Oh, yeah, that that has always been the the driving force behind this since the very beginning, just when we were talking about it. And even in those those early episodes, we kept coming back to the fact that we know there has to be more of us out there. And we, we had a funny feeling that everybody was kind of just waiting for somebody to come along and say, hey, there's more of us out here. Just uh, being the voice of Rebel Radio that says, you know, we're not alone in this. And so we are so thankful. We've had some really cool moments. Like, I love the fact that uh, somewhere out there, there is a family that gets together to play once upon a time because they heard us talking about it. Um, She is also actually a a burgeoning DM because of our Dungeons and Dragons talks. And, and I, I absolutely love hearing things like this. Like she, she and I were talking on Facebook the other day, uh, just about all the different things that she's learning how to do and how her husband feels incredibly weird about the fact that his wife wants to, you know, play these games with the kids and uh I encourage, I encourage her to uh get out there. Heather, keep rocking out with your dmness, and uh we'd, we'd love to hear stories about you and the kids going through dungeons. absolutely it's It's
0: amazing to me how many people come along and say, "You've given us permission to be geeky,"
1: and uh, you know if that's all we're doing, I'm pretty okay with that. I'm very okay with that. Are you kidding me? That I long for that. The other night, we just had a couple uh, of our youth group kids and one of my, my buddies, Chris, and uh, we just sat down and played Small World, which is a tremendously awesome game I've discovered. Uh, think Risk meets Tolkien, but not the crappy way that they mass-produced that one. Um, it's fantastic. But literally, it was just a bunch of guys who got together and played games for like six hours. And... Uh, it's it's just so much fun just to see that that's more and more people are coming out of the woodwork saying I've always really liked this stuff but I didn't know anybody else did. Right. Absolutely. So
0: folks, thank you for being with us for a year. We're going to keep on making this show. You're listening, we'll keep you going. Keep, I'm about to say you keep coming out and listening. We'll keep we'll keep doing it. So Mike, how uh, how have you been? Uh it's not only the 1 year anniversary of the show, but we're
1: right about the uh, 1 month anniversary of uh your marriage june 26th i was married for one month so that was the tuesday before this recording and uh it's it's definitely an interesting experience we're still neck deep in finding out what the new normal is uh, yeah uh i am currently surrounded by a bunch of bookshelves that have yet to be uh created as it were that's my job for tomorrow is to build bookshelves uh Mostly because I showed up at, at uh, my wife before before I had moved into the apartment, she was already here. I showed up at the door with twelve boxes of books, and that didn't include the ones that are still sitting at my parents' house. <laughs> so uh, she you know she, she and I went bookshelf shopping today.
0: All right, so a l- little uh, little newlywed quiz. Are you ready? Here we go.
1: Oh dear Lord, all right. Sure. All right,
0: so what kind of milk will you be buying? We usually get uh, either 1% or 2%. All right. That's, uh, so that that uh, particular hurdle has been, uh, it seems like, decided. What direction does the toilet paper go?
1: Whichever one it ends up being. It's been both. And, it yeah, either one of us has always just kind of slapped it on there and seen which way it I see goes. It, I Neither see a one future of us cares.
0: Battle. I see a future battle coming. Um, uh, but it sounds like uh, at least I know you're having fun. Uh, and every once in a while, I get to see on your Facebook account uh,
1: how thrilled you you are to be married, and so that's a, a very good sign. Dude, I I have been really blessed. I I it's funny because people keep jo- joking with me that this is only. It's the beginning, and that's why I keep talking like this. And to a degree, I understand that's the case, but I always know that it will be truth, that there is nothing more amazing than this woman who allows me to be as geeky as I am to let me pursue my passions and then is always there, and then... I wake up in the morning in her arms, and that is the coolest thing in existence, and I am just loving every minute of it.
0: Well, I'll tell you, I've been married for 14 years, and uh, my wife was just traveling, and uh, you know, I miss her. And you know, she is my best friend, and she is uh, the person I want to be spending my time with, and like you said, it's weird to wake up in the morning and uh, not have her there. She, uh, She actually works nights. And so I found myself this past week while she was traveling, sneaking out of my bedroom, just like I do every morning, uh, trying not to wake her up. Of course, she wasn't there. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's an amazing thing. And, uh, you know, people people tend to say that, you know, things get stale. Marriages get stale. They call it the seven year age. I say that's ridiculous. I say that, uh, that marriage can be the best thing, uh, the greatest gift beside his son that uh, God has ever given us. So I'm, I'm thrilled for you
1: guys. So yeah, speaking of, of the family, as it were, you know, what are you guys doing with the kids? You know, you kind of shared last time that your the, you know, your stay at home dadness requires you to be more on call with the summer months. Absolutely. So what, are, what have you guys I, got? on the horizon? You know,
0: most people get, uh, well, I don't know if most people do, but you think of summer as a vacation time. Well, if you're a stay-at-home parent, uh, summer all of a sudden uh, becomes prime time. Uh, you know, and we're doing the things that that we do. Um, spending our days uh, just kind of having some fun. This morning we, we launched our first model rocket. That Your
1: first model
0: rocket? Uh, not mine, but our first model rocket. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, so uh, my, my girls are six and eight years old, and so... Uh, a couple weeks before the school year ended, I uh, we were at uh, the local county fair, and my oldest daughter saw some model rockets and was like, what are these? Oh, wow, that's amazing. So, of course, I went out and found us a starter set, and uh, over the last week or so, we've been building the first rocket. Uh, they got their first sniff of uh, plastic cement. That was fun. dad this this is a fun hobby (laughs) and uh, so that that was cool they uh they kind of got the smell of my childhood and uh then we we've been putting it all together and just kind of explaining to them the whole process along the way we built the launch station and uh, we actually live in a super super windy area right we live in this valley uh, that's not far off the ocean, and so every day we have this wicked wind that blows through. And for some reason this morning there was no wind, so we just, we got up and like, oh, there's no wind, let's go! And uh, went out and launched our, the first of the two rockets that we have. Uh, just a little guy with a little starter motor, but uh, it was a lot of fun to be able to share that with them. And, uh, you know, I, the more I think about it, the more I was like, that's what summer's about! You know?
2: It's a... Oh, I... I got a, a picture sent.
1: Well, uh, it was posted on Facebook, but I, I saw it. Um, my friends, their two boys, are my godsons, and uh, I, I got to see a picture. And I just, it was like the epitome of summer to me because uh, their mom posted it, and she's like, "I just hear my boy just taunting my other my other son. Is this normal?" And it's a picture of the two of them. One is ten, and one is three. And they're playing the old Star Wars Battlefront game. And apparently, uh, the ten-year-old Gabe has taught the three-year-old Geo how to not only play the game, but apparently how to play it so well that he beats his older <laughs> <That's> brother. <funny. laughs> and so apparently three-year-old Geo is saying that he could shoot his brother's butt while sucking his thumb and singing in a high voice. Clearly his midichlorian like,
0: count is
1: high. And, uh... It was funny because she asked, is this taunting or is this should I be worried? And I go, what game is it? She says, Battlefront. I go, no, that's clearly taunting. <laughs> and uh, her her response was great because her response was, well, they are your godsons and so it seems only right. And I just like, this was summer, man. It's a picture of the two of them like in their underwear playing Battlefront with not a care in the world. I'm like, these are my boys, and this is summer, and I'm so happy yeah, for them.
0: that. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, you know, the more I think about it, and I look back, I realize that my geeky ways required summer. And, oh, you yeah. know, I mean, obviously we're older now, we don't have that whole school, well, I do, but the whole school schedule thing, to most people don't have that to determine how their life is structured. But at the very least, we get a few more hours of sunlight during summertime. It's a good time to do geeky things. Uh, thinking back on what I think was probably the geekiest and also quite possibly the most perilous thing, uh, I did during a summer growing up, we built a catapult.
2: Nice. And then
0: used it to attack the
1: train. Wait, hold on now. (laughs) This went from amazingly awesome way to spend the summer to a felony.
0: Yeah, well, we were kids. Uh, my buddy had, uh, lived pretty close to the train tracks. The train tracks happened to have kind of a small, I mean, man-made, but kind of a small forest, um, within nice sheltered area of the train tracks. And, uh, of course, where there's forest, there are fallen trees. And, uh, so we spent a good couple of months building this catapult. And, I mean, it was a legit catapult, um... And of course at the time we were building the catapult just because we were nerdy and we wanted to build a catapult. But then we built the catapult and well, you need something to shoot with the catapult once you have a catapult.
1: It is... Punkin' Chunkin' had not become the sport of kings that it, it is didn't. today.
0: And um, as it happened, the wall that was near the uh, train track was made of uh, cinder block. Uh, you know, the cement uh, kind of... Hollowish blocks. And, uh, you know, a portion of that had fallen down, and so, of course, we had our ammo. And once you have a catapult, and you have ammo, you need a target. And right about at the same time, the train started to come by. And so, for a period of about three or four days, we would launch at the train. Well, of course, the first day it didn't really work, but by day three, we were... we had our aim in. And, uh... So uh,
1: you had your spotters ready and you were dialed in.
0: So uh, a couple of days later, uh, we get there just a little bit late, and of course we we've gotten our, we're a little bit bolder now. We're not hiding quite as much. Uh, you know, it's a lot easier to hit the train from closer to the train.
1: How do you hide a catapult? Well, it was in a forest. It looks kind of like trees. There yeah.
0: you go. I mean, so we were right on the edge of the the forest, and the the track was. Kind of uphill from us and maybe, what, 20 yards away. Um, But like I said, it's harder to hit the train from that distance. So we got up level with the train and were preparing a direct frontal
2: assault on said train. Did you know that train conductors, uh, apparently, or maybe at least this one, uh, can be armed? And this particular one was armed with a salt gun. Didn't know they even had those.
0: So we've got this train barreling down at us, and all of a sudden we start hearing, and realizing that there are things exploding all around us, which, of course, the, the proper reaction to that situation is to run. Well, as the old joke goes, you don't have to be able to be faster than the train. You just have to be faster than the other guy. And so my buddy Matt got it uh, in the um, in the rear. Uh, a couple of salt pellets. Um, I, this was before uh, paintball guns, I guess. And so what, what was the equivalent? It was a salt pellet gun. And uh, that was the end of our catapult uh, conflict with the train. That in the fact that the uh the police were there nearby pretty quickly. And um I actually ended up hiding under a catamaran in the water for about an hour. So that that was uh that was my summer. Hopefully my children don't have a, have a similar summer, but we also did some less felonous things. Uh you <laughs> know, I me- I, <laughs> I mentioned on the show the epic full summer garage floor battle tech game. Mm, I, I have heard of
1: this in Legend of Folkdale. Yes,
0: folk uh, so we did things like that, and then of course there was just the, like, your mother is so sick and tired of you that she sends you to the library, and you go to the library and you find, like, the random book on, like, how to build video game cabinets. Okay, cool, let's build this thing, and, and stuff like that.
1: Well, my my summers when I was a kid were devoted to the Renaissance Fair. Dude,
0: I'm taking my kids to the Renaissance Fair this year. First time as you should. They've ever been to one. First time I've ever been to one. Tell me about this. Oh. Tell me about the love. What do I need to
2: know? How do I do this right? Uh, the
1: biggest thing is to one. I will give you the the best piece of advice: is do not dress up unless you can go hardcore. In other words, do not show up in you know period pants if you're not going to go through the whole bit and have armor okay i'm gonna avoid the dressing up this time being that it is my first your first you don't i i that is a wise decision but far few people make that decision far far too many go in to go i'm gonna dress up and they make an outfit out of like
0: yeah, and the truth of the matter Cardboard. is I, I don't have a a knightly figure. I have a Friar Tuckish figure.
2: Yes.
1: So,
0: you know, I like if I was to dress if I was to, you know to to dress up, I'd have to be like, you know, in the Star Wars world, I'd I'd have to be Porkins or I'd have to be uh nice. you know the gam a Gammerian or uh the rancor keeper, something like that.
1: Oh yeah. Uh the other thing I would say is, is that you go hungry.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm always hungry. Hence the because,
1: yeah, especially, the especially the, the, especially the uh, the man who is in charge of fat of the land can appreciate the fact that pretty much every <laughs> everything is roasted cu- on a stick. <laughs> every cup of every couple of feet, somebody can hand you a giant piece of chicken or a giant, you know, slab of beef on a stick, and Everything's it's just on a wonderful stick. thing. Um, definitely take a look at what's available because you're not going to be able to see everything. All right. So I got a plan. Yes. there. There. In order for you to see what you really want to see, you have to plan for it. Unless your plan is everything seems cool, I'm just going to wander. You'll find some cool stuff that way. But if there is something that you must see, like you're looking at a schedule of events and saying, man, I really need to see that. Plan it, because otherwise you'll get distracted and it'll be, you know, sundown and three hours ago this thing that you wanted to see happened and you didn't even realize how late it was.
0: Now, I've got two choices, uh, two fairs I can go to. One of them is the NorCal Ren Fair. It runs for like a month every weekend. And the other is the Central Coast Ren Fair, and it runs for one weekend.
2: Uh, what's your opinion? Uh, having not gone to one in California, I couldn't tell you.
1: Um, I would definitely look and see what they have available. Most rent, most established rent fairs have a website. Oh yeah, they both do for sure. So I would definitely most, more often than not, like any good business or rent fair wants to show you its best stuff. So check out especially if they have a gallery of pictures of what's happened in years past. Um I would say that that if you see events like jousting and live chess and elaborate, you know, sword fighting demonstrations, that would be the one you'd want to go to. Uh I can say for a fact that what I used to do at ren fairs probably doesn't happen anymore because somewhere in the back catalog of, of, of junk that I've accumulated over the years is a little certificate that says that I got at the age of, I might have been 12 at this point, I got a certificate of achievement for axe throwing. Oh, nice. Because there was at one of the Ren Fairs we went to, there was a, a basically a strip of little booths, and at each booth you could either, there was one for knife throwing, one for Chinese star throwing, one for axe throwing, and one for javelin throwing. I discovered I was awful at at Chinese stars. I should have never even bothered with knives. Javelins were fun but kind of boring, but axes, I could hit anything with the axes. <laughs> it's
0: a It's an important skill to have, let's be honest. So when you're in the camping and the bear shows up, somebody's got to throw the
1: axe. Exactly. I would say any, any fair that has a lot of hands-on stuff you're going to like, because one, you're going to like it, and two, your girls are going to like it. Very cool. Because going to see stuff is amazing and fun, but actually getting able to do stuff is way better. I've got
0: to tell you, man, I look at some of the pictures on these websites, and I think, this is insane.
2: Yeah. Like, I, I've seen movies with worse prop work than this. I mean, this yeah. is amazing!
1: Oh no, the people who do this, they... Yeah, they do it well. A good Ren fair. There's definitely good and bad Ren Faires, but if you go to a good one, you feel like you've stepped into a different time. Uh, the, uh, the, the one thing that I kind of looked at, uh,
0: with, especially with the NorCal one, there was... Uh, they have theme weekends. And one of the weekends this year is Pirate. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, most Ren Fairs will have a pirate do weekend. They,
0: I kind of want to go to that, though I th- feel like if I'm going to go to a Ren fair, I should do it pure the first time,
1: you know what I mean? Seeing as you've never been to one, if you can pull that off, you should. Yeah, for sure. It's, it, it's kind of like when you go, like, uh, the first time I went to Boston, I went to this place called Mike's Pastries, which is amazing. And everyone was telling me it's the greatest cannoli on earth. And so they have like 15 different varieties of cannoli. And I said, I need a plain one. Because I can't say you're the... You can dip anything in chocolate and say it's amazing and I'll buy that. But I need a pure one. I need one that's just just the the pure essence of it. And so I I totally buy the don't go on the fancy, crazy... Ooh, look at me, I'm a pirate day. Go for the real deal. And then next year, you can plan to go to the pirate day.
0: I, I think that that's probably what I'm going to do. Uh, you know, it's it's coming up. Uh, and actually, we have one that's kind of during the summer and one that's sort of right at the beginning of fall. But I might go to the one that's during the summer uh, and uh, and then go to the one that's, uh, one that's going on in the fall, maybe do two this year so. Uh, but I'm super excited about it. I'm super excited about taking my kids. And just, I, I really hope that they they can, you know, that, that vibe of, like, you know, just wide open eyes. And just looking around like, this is so cool, it's overwhelming,
1: you know? Oh, and, and if you have, if you go to a fair where the actors are really into it, they're not just... You know, your average person who just kind of looking for a summer job and and phones it in like, oh, yay, lords and ladies, welcome to the. Now, if you get somebody who's really into it, it's it's an amazing experience. And I think I think you and the and the fam will enjoy it. Cool. Cool. Uh, So what are you planning on doing with this summer? This summer is besides being married. True. I you, mean, you a lot a of that. Of a, summer. a lot of this summer is gonna be just hanging out with my wife and and enjoying that. But um, I a lot of it is gonna be doing stuff with youth group. We don't have a regular uh, summer meetings like a lot of our normal youth group activities kind of get knocked by the wayside. Partly because you know kids spend time with their families right. and vacations and stuff, right. and partly because we need a vacation too. But uh there is still a lot of activities going on, and, and I'm going to be a part of that like uh again, I mentioned going to Boston. I'll be doing that again this year with the Boston Project right around the I'm really last looking... year. uh Boston project they do like inner city stuff. they get youth groups from all over the country pretty much to come in and uh, work in inner city Boston doing projects to to kind of help out people and organiza- and organizations in the community. And, uh, so our kids, our kids have been going up there for like four years. I want to say this will be my second. So, uh, I'm very excited to go back and do that. But, uh, honestly, a good portion of this summer is hopefully going to be trying to get me a job in a church because cubicle life is not agreeing with me. All right. Yeah, definitely listeners. If you're out there and you got yourself a church, this is your dude.
0: You are listening to this show and you're hiring somebody. This is your man. <laughs>
1: yeah, if, if you're listening to this, yeah, you're probably you're probably my kind of people. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be about filling out paperwork and getting resumes out there, and I you know I hope to get licensed with my denomination. And it's it's not a hard process. It's just being able to carve out time to sit down and do the paperwork and do an interview and all this stuff that just it all takes time. And you know, I'm trying to squeeze that in with the work I'm doing, spending time with my wife, doing my day job. So hopefully, that's gonna. The goal is to get that done this summer.
0: I my uh, I remember when my brother-in-law did it. He uh he is a uh, a pastor and a missionary with Christian Missionary Alliance as well. And uh, so I definitely remember that process, and I remember it being kind of a kind of a thing for him. So.
1: Yeah, I, you know it's one of those things where I both value it and I'm annoyed by it. I'm like, y'all know I'm licensed. I'm not licensed with the CMA, but y'all know I'm licensed. They know I'm. Uh, I, I've been uh, both voluntary and uh, professional. I have been paid for it, and so I'm like, man, I just gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta make that, all these statements. But at the same point, you know, if if I was on the other side of this, I I like knowing that the guys that they put in charge of churches aren't just some fly-by-night guy who doesn't know his Bible and doesn't know what he believes. So I I, I appreciate it and am annoyed by it at the same time, which I think most things that are worth doing usually end up in that category. Yeah, that seems seems about right to me. (laughs) So, by the way, you're kind of settling in now because has your wife come back or is she She on her way
0: back? she, she, uh, She got back. Well... Uh, I suppose technically yesterday at like two in the morning, something like that. uh, It's a long way to fly from here to, uh, to Washington. Uh, So yeah, I was, uh, I was here by myself for, uh, for about a week while she was off. My wife is a nurse and uh, she is a labor and delivery nurse And the big labor and delivery nurse convention was uh, in Washington this year. And, uh, I don't know, Mike. Have you ever been to? Uh, you ever been to a convention? Not like a geek convention, but like a work convention. I I have. I have. You know, I've been to to pastors' conventions quite a bit, and uh, you know, she had a decent time. It was kind of like anything. It's sometimes the uh, speakers are amazing. Sometimes they're not. But she actually had one interesting experience that uh, kind of vibes with some of the things that I've seen you posting and talking about this week. Uh, this convention was in Washington. And one of the which is having
1: all sorts of fun right right now.
0: Uh, Well, and she is a nurse, and uh, uh, one of the speakers was uh, actually—I don't recall what what, who she was, but a member of the administration of some kind. Uh, Obviously, a healthcare official of some kind. And my wife was so annoyed at this. Uh, You know, I actually watched her kind of fuming as she was filling out her uh, her post event eval thing and uh the reason why is because she wasn't there for politics not that we have a problem with politics but she's there to to learn how to be a better nurse right and uh, but obviously uh healthcare is a big thing right now um and I know that you you've got some opinions on that you are kind of your response uh to some of the rhetoric um you know, and I gotta I gotta say my wife's opinion was real simple. You know, it doesn't really matter
2: what your political motivations are. If you're a nurse, your your first foremost priority is taking care of people.
0: As it should As be As it should be. And uh, you know, and that got us to thinking about
2: uh faith. And this very difficult let's be honest, this is a difficult. Relationship that we all have with our politics and our faith. Oh
0: yeah, uh, it's not an easy thing to deal with. Um, but I gotta say, a lot of what we're seeing, and and I realize that most people aren't this way. This is just the noisy people.
1: We're we're gonna have a lot of broad statements, and anytime we talk not... in broad statements, we always we always want to make sure that we we say this does not eliminate the the fact that there are good people. There are good people on both sides, and yeah, I, I don't even want to limit it to both. On every possible angle, there are good people on both sides. And I'm going to be dead honest with
0: this. you, okay? I have no idea what the right way to manage most things are. I'm a pretty apolitical person. I have pretty strong moral and ethical opinions, but I, I don't really have very strong political opinions. But... But that's kind of not the point. The, the, we, we believe whatever you want. Yeah. But again, the loud, hopefully minority has been really, really well. Jerk. Kind of. Kind of. You were telling me about a couple things uh, that you've seen happening this week. So why don't you share some of those?
1: I. You know, it's it, I, we kept going on back and forth on and, uh, whether we wanted to do this or not because anytime you mention something that is in these camps you're always going to get a very passionate sometimes very angry response but that's kind of our thing when i bring up these issues we're not going to spend a lot of time directly hitting these issues because there are a lot of people with valid arguments on both sides what we want i'm bringing them up as discussion points For the idea of our attitude in which we we come across these things. Uh, I am always up for discussing these issues, but this is not the forum to do that in. Right. And so
0: our point here is not about whether uh, Obamacare is good or bad or not about any political position. It is
2: about the tenor of our conversations and our political debate within the church. And I I
1: think Luke and I, me more, because I, like, as we kind of hinted at, I have no problem talking about this stuff, whereas Luke tries to be more apolitical. I have no problem discussing my, my politics and my understanding of things and, and how my faith affects these things. But I do refuse to say it in, I, I don't talk about them in public, mostly because of this, overhanging cloud, as it were. Um, the long-standing taboo in all things polite discussion is never talk about politics and religion. Right. I have often figured out that it's not the topics that are the problem. It's never been the, th- the topics that are taboo. It is the fact that there are, are such heart-wrenching anger that stirred up in people when you speak poorly or wrongly or on the other side of these things, right. the biggest things that have hit the news. And I, I knew about them even before I saw any kind of news broadcast because my Facebook page blew up mm. with, and because of the fact that I find myself as I've always kind of put myself out there as, as rather moderate, I have friends on both sides of this, and both sides are yelling. The The whole thing about Obamacare was huge. And the thing about Oreos, did you hear about this?
0: You know, I, I kind of didn't. Uh, so tell us about Oreos. I, I got the, a feeling this bi- is going to be bad.
1: The big thing was, is that it was, it's an anniversary of a very historic moment, um, basically in, in, I don't know even how to say this without offending somebody. Uh... The, the whole gay pride thing really took, took root in light of this tragedy that happened, like, a couple decades ago. I know it was sometimes in the 70s. Pardon my ignorance on the exact date. But this is a big anniversary. I think it's like 25 years, maybe. Something like that. All right. And so Oreo put out an advertisement for gay pride. And it had a cookie. It had one of their signature Oreo cookies. With rainbow coloring, and it just said Gay Pride 2012 or something like that. The, and I'm sure, it, as far as I know, it's still up there. So I don't know by the time of this recording if it was still, if it would still be up there. But as of right now, as we're recording this, it's still up there. You can double check and see if when you're listening to this, it's still there. Oreo's page on Facebook got slammed with some of the most angry violent hate speech that I've ever seen. Now before you before some people come at me with, you know, you know, I'm being soft on homosexuality, that again is not our point. Right. I'm not here to be for or against. I'm here to say stop with the anger, guys. Because the things that got said
2: over a stupid cookie are insane.
1: These things like I'm I, I could be quoting directly from this that said that one guy said eating an Oreo cookie is now tantamount to heresy and we all know how heretics should be treated. Nice. I one guy said that you can't be a Christian and like Oreos Um, And then there are other ones which I refuse to repeat on here. Because the words, I don't even like
2: using them as quotations. And I, I just got so
1: angry because I was watching as huge collections of people were being dehumanized
2: over a cookie. And when Obamacare hit,
1: I just watched as so many people. Now, this is one thing I will put out there because I I can't not put this out there and and make my point clear. So for clarity's sake, I'm going to say I think Obamacare is a good thing done badly. I think there's a lot of good in, in it, but I think it's done badly. Its execution is poor. But there's no room in this discussion, apparently, for something like that. There's no room for i'm pro giving people access to health care without wanting you know the absolute government dominance. There is either you
2: hate poor people or you're a socialist mm.
1: and the anger and the vitriol that are going through in camps and more often than not it's it's very political based and not faith based but there are some so many people who are talking about, you know, we need to stomp down Obama because we need to put God's man in there. And I just want to remind everybody that it's God's man Mitt Romney, and I'm just gonna
2: leave that there. I, I
1: I don't think that God spends a lot of time looking at our insurance policies.
2: I I think that's the that's the point. Is that you know does God care? Of course God cares. But is this He cares is, about us?
0: Is this a kingdom issue? Do we need to invoke his name? Now, no. I mean, you know, when I was a little kid, there were uh, my neighbors a couple of doors down. And if I was to use God's name in vain, they snapped at me. Because that's not something you did. My family didn't matter. But the neighbors down the street didn't matter a whole lot, and I learned pretty quickly that if I'm hanging out with them, you better not say anything.
2: <laughs> right, right. I I think this is using God's name. I really I do, do too.
1: And I just get so tired of. I mean, we've done this in the past. We've brought it up before, and I just want to remind everybody about it. You can't use God's name to promote hate. I, I understand every argument. I've had them all. I've, I've spent time on both sides and every side in between. I've had very hard conversations with people on both sides. What I've come to realize is, is that more often than not, we spend a lot of time being angry. And dehumanizing
2: instead of discussing and understanding.
1: And I think that is the problem. I I would spend so much time, I, I have never looked at somebody who says, I can't back this or I can't back that or I do back this or I do back that because of my faith. I have never faulted anybody for that unless they completely come at it from something that isn't godly. If you have any solid backing in scripture, I will never fault you for taking a stand at something. Because I do believe that our faith is important and we should stand for it.
2: But it's the attitude in
1: which we do this. I think so many times we spend so much, tr- so much time trying to say what is right and defend somebody who doesn't need defending.
2: God does not need us to defend him. He needs us to love people because that's what he told us to do. I was just saying, uh, earlier,
1: I, I love in, there's so many passages. I love going to John for this because John is all about love and, and this kind of stuff. Uh, John 15 is the greater love has no man than he who gives up his life for his friends. John 13 is even bigger. John thirteen thirty four to 35. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. And 35 is the kicker to me. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another, not whether you are correct, Not whether you're, if your doctrine is sound. Not whether or not you have a polished church and a polished sermon, they will know that you are following me because you love other people. Now, granted, I, you know, part of my DTS training is kicking in and it says love for one another. This is a book written for people who believe. So it's only people who believe who should love one another. And you know what? Even if you try to throw that at me, I'm going to come back at you with how many times have we heard hate speech in the lines of Roman Catholics aren't really Christians. Episcopals are not really Christians. Baptists are not really Christians.
2: I, I don't mean to, to
1: get the proverbial, you know, soapbox out and get on this, but I have just been so disheartened with American Christianity in light of these these couple things and and a history of this this nonsense that we've done to each other in the name of god you know I, we could I mean, I, we can make this even simpler you know
0: folks uh this couple days ago i uh, sat down with my kids we uh, we actually uh, have a blow up uh you know camp bed kind of a thing set up the camp bed put on there all our pajamas, I got a bunch of pillows and some M&Ms, and we sat down, and for the first time ever in their life, my kids and I watched Looney Tunes and The Flintstones.
2: Oh, such goodness right there.
0: Do you know what my daughter said after we watched The Flintstones? What? They use a lot of bad words, Daddy. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, which obviously they weren't using bad words they were just, you know, Fred is uh, he he likes to tell Barney what he thinks uh, oh yeah but in, in my 8 year old's
2: world those are not things that you say folks don't go out on Facebook and put down things that you wouldn't want your 8 year old kid to see because if you right. are you're being a jerk if you can't speak in a way that the eight-year-olds and the six-year-olds can hear you. Maybe they
0: won't understand the things that you're talking about. That's fine. But if you're saying, in a way, and if the tone of your voice, even in text, is such that it would scare a kid, that's not of God. And the way we speak is something that God talks about. You know, Jesus reminds us, Paul reminds us, that the way we speak is something that God cares about. Does God care about our insurance plans? I don't know. But the way we speak is absolutely something that God cares about. The way his children speak is absolutely something that God cares about. So that's got to come first. You can have, We can have all the arguments we want, as long as we do it in a way that is respectful and brings glory to God. And frankly, the way we're doing it doesn't bring glory to God. It makes God look like an idiot.
2: I, I have often professed my man
1: crush on the man, the myth, the legend, Donald Miller. Um, I recently was, spent a lot of time re-listening to uh, my audio book of Million Miles in a Thousand Years. Currently, if you were to look on my Facebook page, my status would be a quote from that book. But in particular, one thing that he said on his Twitter really struck a chord with me. It says, unless your worldview loves all of humanity, it does not represent the creator of all humanity. And I I think as a as a rule, as a group, the church with a big C, which includes all of us who claim to have faith in Jesus Christ, I think a lot of times we spend more time, effort, resources, and
2: screen time being correct
1: instead of being Christ-like. Because if there's one thing that I've always seen as I look at the life of Christ, I see a man who spent way more time with people who had no business being in a church if there were churches at that time. If we were to establish the you know first Baptist church of Jerusalem Christ would have been kicked out of it. He he spent a lot of time with a lot of people who had a lot of hurt and a lot of baggage. And instead of making sure that they follow correctly and step right, he loved them so much that they could do nothing else but follow, but turn around and repent not for his, not because of his accuracy but because of his love i i don't want to ever sacrifice my accuracy i stri- i try very hard i strive and i study to rightly handle the word of god because i respect it as the inspired word of god however that word that book that has has become the core of my existence has a lot more to say to me about god 's love in light of his of the salvation that he provides for us than about the straighten up and fly right. The only time I hear straighten up and fly right is from christ is uh, is towards Christians who are not being christ like and that 's why I say this to you. We are doing a poor job of representing god and
2: we need to fix that we really do
1: so many times you know as geeks we get on forums and and talk about how you know you know the this thing from star trek or this thing from firefly or you know countless minutia of of fandom ridiculousness and we must be proven correct and we must stomp down all the non believers And it's not right there, and it's not right here. Because God has looked at each one of us and said we were worth dying for. And I think if we took that vision, that understanding that each person was worth dying for, God saw them where they are, not where we want them to be, not where we hope someday they might be, where they are, and thought this person is worth dying for. And if we saw them like that, Maybe we might stop and reconsider the wording as we try to tell them, no, you're doing it wrong. Please, please, let me just show you. Let me show you what this actually is all about.
2: You know, Mike, we've been doing this show for a year now. And, uh, you know, I honestly, it blows my mind that we've been
0: doing this show for a year. And... And I do wish that kind of we would have had time to stop and go back and and think about the things that we've said over this year and maybe find some some cool moments that we've had and be able to share that. But But I'll tell you what, I do think that there are certain themes that have arisen
2: as we've done this show. And, you know, if we are about anything on Game Store Profits, we are about encouraging people to go out there and do something awesome. And, you know, I just... We, we're we so negative on this episode, and we should be. We should be. Okay? Stop
0: being jerks. But for me, the best way to stop being a jerk is to go out there and do something awesome. You know what? If you don't like health insurance for the poor, go buy the poor some medical care. How about that? You know, if
2: you're against
0: Oreo, go out and befriend somebody who's homosexual and find out what their life is about and find out what God is doing in their life. How about that? Maybe you don't care about those things. Maybe you just want to send rockets up into the air with your kids. That's fine. Just make your life about doing awesome stuff and we won't have to have these conversations. And that's what we encourage everybody to do on this show. That That's why we talk about the things
2: that we love, not the things that we hate.
1: There's a, a common theme that uh, it happens a lot when people are trying to come up with what to do for an evening. Uh, in fact, Susan and I even did this the other night. We were wondering what we were going to do for this week's date night. There's one night a week where I don't make any plans with youth group kids. I don't make... Any plans with my my gaming buddies? I I set that time aside for Susan, the time for us. And this was just this past Thursday, and uh, both of us were so tired. Both of us have been dealing with this horrible chest congestion nastiness, and so neither one of us really wanted to do anything. So we're just like, all right, what's what's here? So I say, all right, uh, I can teach you how to play Small World. I can. Uh, We can both sit and read books. We both want to read more. Uh, We can watch another episode of this TV show we've been watching. And we can just come up with something weird. And she goes, I don't want to do any of that. So I asked her and I said, you can't say no unless you provide an alternative. And so she came up with some other things. I said, you can't say no unless you provide an alternative. Uh... I think if, as the church, we stopped saying no and we started coming up with awesome, we'd really impact the world. The The biggest example of this that, that came up in our church is partly due to things that have been going on in our congregation and partly just be been the vision of our pastor, which part of this is why I love being part of this church. Um... There's a movement in our church going on right now called uh, Operation Adoption, and the whole idea behind it is, is that our, our pastor started looking at numbers. And if you look at the number of kids that are out there in foster care right now, like in the system right now, and you look at and you look at the number of churches in New Jersey, one state in the union. And you looked at the number of kids in foster care. If one church, if, if one family in each of those churches in New Jersey said, we're going to adopt one of these kids, there would be
2: no kids in foster care. They would all have
1: families. And so our churches decided we're going to start supporting families with, with the financial and the legal and all this stuff that comes with, with adopting kids, which Susan and I are very excited to be a part of that because someday we hope to cash in on it because she and I have both become very passionate about the fact that someday we want to adopt a kid or two or six.
2: And the thing that, that,
1: brings it up in this episode and why I'm talking about it now is because one of the other big ticket things that gets everybody riled up is abortion. And everyone's real quick to say, don't do this, this is wrong, this is against God. But when that kid is born and his parents don't want him, they forget him. I don't mean to... Throw that out there as a terrible situation. What I'm going to throw it out there is to say this. If every family who is really v- v- just out there being vehement about this is wrong and this is a terrible thing, rather than spend
2: all that time just being negative,
1: why don't you go out and find a family who was considering abortion? And give them the option of, we want to take
2: care of your kid. Give them a way
1: that, that that woman who is probably cast out and fearful and terrified and has no idea what she can do with her existence besides this, and you can show her love and kindness and support and another way. If we spent more time figuring out ways to solve problems than yelling at people in impossible situations, maybe we might see God do something truly amazing. Because I'm tired of people rallying around, we need to get back to God in this country while acting so very ungodly. And. I will totally be heavy-handed in this episode, and I will totally be pissed because, like Luke said, I think it's warranted because we have acted like jerks. We. I throw myself in there, not because I'm out there being terrible, but because I cannot escape the corporate identity that I am a part of this. I am a part of this because we are part of the church, and the church is doing this. And the church is being
2: an absolute jerk right now. And I think we need to realize that that's not what we're called to do. I think you're absolutely right. And sometimes we've got to say it. Sometimes we have to say it. And maybe there's not enough people out there saying it, so we will. With that, Mike, how folks find out a little bit more about you? Uh
1: the big way is uh Tinkerstory.com. Um I am a little upset because apparently in light of the wonderful thing that is not getting myself trademarked and whatever, there's another another story out there who has claimed the Tinker name. Um good luck to them, but yeah, they've stolen my name. <laughs> but you can still find me a tinker story while I concoct a new name for my book that may or may not sometimes see the light. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at shadow of Cyrano for my musings on life, the universe and everything. And for, and at von Klockverk if you are interested in things in the steampunk community and, uh, random asides from my my favorite character to write quite possibly my uh my little steampunk robot friend also uh we part of the reason we talked about this kind of spawned after somebody's comment on our facebook page uh we want to just completely and totally throw that out there to you guys we want you to give us feedback we want you to give us ideas and comments and if you mail us at uh GameStoreProfits at com. I'm the guy who picks that up. So definitely email us. Definitely hit us up on our Facebook page. Luke, how can people know more about you and what you're doing?
0: You can follow me on Twitter, at Luke Navarro. And as Mike mentioned, we do have a Facebook page. It is Facebook.com slash GameStoreProfits. Or you can head over to GameStoreProfits.com. It's all pretty now. Well, it's it's less, all shiny, it's less ugly.
1: How about that? No, no, it is all sorts of shiny, and the player looks nice, and it's, it's wonderful.
0: Uh, so head over there and uh, let us know what you think about this episode. Uh, maybe you're uh, listening this week, or maybe you're listening months from now. It doesn't matter. Uh, we'd love to hear your comments, and, um,
1: you know... We we would ask that, that please don't prove us right by being uh, jerks on our page. Uh,
0: and if you do, we'll That's just... That's all we
1: ask. Turn you off.
0: Um... Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, hey, it's summertime. Go out there and do something awesome. And remember that God is the Game Master. And no matter how the dice fall, the game plays on.